This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome back to the Cool Mom Code podcast, where motherhood is your key card to the coolest spot in town. I'm your host, Lizzie Mathis, and this week we have the exquisite Moana Lou as our special guest. Moana is not just a creative force. She is the visionary CEO, creative director, and founder of the Mon Lu Collection, a captivating Creole fashion house making waves across the globe. Moana has one son and rarely opens up about her motherhood journey. So today, join us as we dive into what being a mother has been like for her, her unique journey, her boundless creativity, and her empowering impact in the world of fashion and beyond. Moana is in the house. Moana Lou, thank you so much for being here on the Cool Mom Code podcast. We are so excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. You know, this is actually my uh, first podcast really since no (laughs) way we are popping your podcast cherry get out of here (laughs) yes oh my god I love this even more now yeah but you know I've always been a little bit shy about uh, my accent so it's why I don't do so much audio because as you can tell I have the French accent plus the Caribbean spice on top of it (laughs) I love it I love it I love it so so it's why that just means you have all the flavor to give. That's all that means. You are oozing with flavor. Okay, so let's talk about the accent, though, because originally you are from Martinique. Is that correct? Yes, I'm from Martinique, French Caribbean. I've always uh, been, I've been born and raised in the French Caribbean. I studied in Paris, but actually I'm really a Caribbean girl to the bone. Oh, and so you being a Caribbean girl influences so much, I feel like, in your life. But you were raised in Martinique your whole life? Yes, I was born and raised in Martinique. I've been, my parents been uh, very... Uh, uh, active people in the cultural space in, in the French Caribbean. So I was uh, lucky to grow up with people that actually do love and care about their culture and wanted to share with the world. And as well, we've been, uh, you know, what's beautiful about growing up in the Caribbean is you have also the influence of culture because we are in the Caribbean Sea, but we have Latin island, you have English, British island, you have Dutch islands. So you have all those influence of cultures that make that we are like citizens of the world. And I don't think that I will be where I am today and even talking to you today if I was not from the Caribbean. 
Oh my goodness. I love that. You know, you don't really, when you see like Rihanna and she's repping like the Caribbean <laughs> and like, all, you don't really think of it. Like there's so many different influences of culture and food and ethnicity and all that in one place. I think it's such a melting pot that you don't really realize it when you go visit or when you see these like celebrities from there, it influences so much of who you are and where you've gone. And so you are in New York. And was the trip from basically Martinique to study in Paris to New York? Or was there some... No, I've always been... So I've been a citizen of the world since a few years. I like... Okay, tell me about that. Tell me about the citizen of the world. Yeah, because I live in like a lot of cities. I love Asia. I used to live in Philippines, Manila. I work a lot in China. Uh, I've been in Hong Kong. So I've been like... A, a global citizen for a while. And I think he did influence a lot about my work and my perspective as well in life. I think, you know, they say that travel uh, builds your education and, and really like my education was as well through the world and all my travel. And, you know, and what's interesting is to understand the dynamic of society culture, the savoir-faire as well, because I, I do love Asia. I was thinking when I was younger that I would be living older in I was like I will be married and I would have a house and stay in Asia and Philippines specifically uh-huh. but actually you know life happens that I actually been to New York but you know I was in love with the culture because this mean because Philippines for example it's a mix of Spanish culture and Asian culture altogether but with the American flair so I knew I wanted to be somewhere where it's a melting pot and actually New York became my love story because I love New York I became a, a New Yorker uh, since many years I was married in New York in 2008 Okay. You're still here in New York. So same Uh, with me, Moana. That's interesting (laughs) because I was married in New York in 2009 and New York was home for me for many years. And that's what I loved about it. It, It's funny how you also think something's going to happen as a kid or when you're like a young woman, you're like, oh, this is what I know. I'm going to dream. I'm going to be here in Asia, living this life and married with kids or whatever. And you end up in New York. But same here. I I never knew I was going to live in New York. I did even think that was the place. And I spent, end up spending 10 years there and 10 years went by like that. I'm telling you in New York, it goes by such a flash. You don't even realize New York is a flash because it's, it's, it's this mix of culture. I didn't find what I needed in New York. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I have to say, and being part as well of making change in New York and part of the culture uh, here, it's just been so important as well to me. Like everybody has to contribute in a way. And just like, I know this is in my place. Of course, I go a lot in the Caribbean. Uh, I'm I'm a Caribbean girl, so I have to go home to resource, to take the creativity and yeah. be inspired and to be it's my peaceful place as well. But I do need the New York energy. I think what's great about being a world traveler is that it's something that you incorporate all the experiences and all of the cultures, like you said, that you've been around and whether that's from food to design to um, the way you live, right? All of that comes into play, especially as a parent. And so you are a mom of a very, very handsome young nine-year-old boy um, that I saw on your Instagram. <laughs> and uh, how how is like that? Because 
he's what, born and raised in New York? So my son is born in Paris and raised in New York. Yes, and raised in New York. And this is very interesting because... Uh, my husband is Chinese French. I'm uh, I'm Caribbean with Indian uh, Indian background in my family. So I wanted to be in a place where it's a real melting pot as well for his mm. education. Mm-hmm. I went to Paris to give birth to him, and then we moved back to New York after that. And and um, what, hold on, pause. Hello, why? Why did you go? Is it because you wanted dual citizenship, or did you feel like the healthcare there or the labor there would be uh, better suited for you? I think it was timing, but as well, I think that is, I'm not really confident in the healthcare system when it's come to maternity in this country. Yeah. And uh, it's something that I prefer to be the French system. I have a lot of, when it's come to healthcare, we are top notch. Mm-hmm. And, and as well, uh, we will save the life of people, whatever what. You know, yeah, like it's, it's, it doesn't matter of where you come from. That's right. It's just, it's, we, we, we don't joke with this. We so what, like let me tell you what I hear you saying. Okay. What I <laughs> hear you saying is <laughs> with black maternal health in this country. And I've talked about this quite a bit too, on my platform is it's, it's scary. And I've had three babies. Everyone who's listening probably knows I've had three babies and I had them all natural myself. And I chose to have them all natural in a hospital, but with midwives. And I remember feeling also this, like, you know, you, I tried not to concentrate on it, but it's something that you obviously know and are aware of that when it comes to black maternal health, it's not always prioritized in this country. And so when I hear stories like you, I'm always like, Hmm, smart girl, like interesting, (laughs) you know, that you go back to your home country to have your child and the experience there, how different I can only imagine how it could be for a lot of women, especially black women here in America. Yeah. Yeah. And even globally, the healthcare system is actually really advanced and as well, most more focused on the human aspect of it. Right. So I think when it's come to healthcare, I really trust uh, the system, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah, so it's really something that if I have something important, I think I will do in France. Mm-hmm. It's just that there's a, a long road to go in this country when it's not come to discrimination. Yeah, I mean, it is. Listen, let me tell you something, okay? I don't know if you know who Ricky Lake is. Do you know Ricky Lake? She <laughs> used to be a um, almost like interviewer, host, journalist back in the day. And she, since then, had made a documentary and it was called The Business of Being Born. And it was all about pregnant women in America and them going into labor and the different stories that she told and statistics that she was able to give. Okay, let me tell you, I know. Hold on, Moana. You got it. It's coming. Hold on. So I watched this documentary before I gave birth. And one of the stats that stuck out to me so vividly, she said that whatever percentage of doctors, it was like the highest percentage that you could think of, right? You were like, are you kidding me? Do C-sections at five o'clock on Friday evenings because they want to hurry up and get the baby out so they could go on with their weekend or make their golf game or whatever. 
Moana, <laughs> mind blown. I was like, are you kidding me? This is insane. So just to wrap that up. And, and I have to say this for already so and the C-section is something that is very popular in the US, mm-hmm. much more or less uh, in Europe. Usually so, yeah. women go for natural birth mm-hmm. and uh, C-section is actually if you have a problem, right? If the right. baby is not in the right position, it's not safe for you or safe for the baby. So it's not as automatic yeah. like in the US. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Anyway, smart move. I hear you. I'm glad that we were able to <laughs> touch on that. Yeah, no, no, yeah. So it was timing. And yeah. but as well, it's just like I really trust the system and I'm very conscious and, uh, and aware of what's happening in this country. Yeah, of course. Of course you are, as we as we all would like to be. Um, so that's cool though. So he has dual citizenship, your son, and he's so um multicultural in within himself, just within him being who he is. How do you now parent? Do you parent any differently than what your parents did for you living in the Caribbean? I think you you know, we have to learn from our parents. Uh, Ain't that the uh, truth? <laughs> we, yeah, you know, we have to learn from our parents, right? And society is changing. The journey as well as in parenthood is not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, the culture is different. So I don't do it exactly what my parents used to do because the context is not as well the same. Mm-hmm. But in the same time, um, I, be- I really trust that parents are... Um, know what's best for their kids, right? Yeah. So I'm really paying attention to detail and listening to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do speak French in my house. So he's fluently French, mm-hmm. but even if always been scholarized in, in, in the American system. So he do speak uh, perfectly English because he's, he's, uh, he's an American boy. He playing baseball. So, right. so oh, yes, a, exactly. I, and I can say that because French, we are into soccer. So when ah. I heard that my son loved baseball, I was just like, what did happen? It's like we missed something. <laughs> it's exactly. just like so. I'm going on Sunday and watching him like play baseball for hours, and you know how long that can be. <laughs> that can be a lot. Baseball is a that's a time commitment. So good for you, Mama. Good for you. <laughs> So, yeah, but um, so I did learn a lot from my parents. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a a very artistical family Ah. Uh, and uh, as well, because what's come with the artistic family is like, I was just like, I want stability for my kids. I don't want to be too artistic. That's true. Uh, So it's why I'm saying I learned from my parents. I know what's been great for me and what made me who I am. And as well as when what I knew, what I wanted to correct and yeah. to and bring differently to my son. But in the same time, I really just to try to let him be what he wants to be, yeah. right? Uh, but in, I'm just a guide for him to know what the values that we 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 need to share. And as well, he's a very kind boy. So I have to say I've been very lucky. He's, he's kind and nice. He's been, been traveling with me. All my career. Oh, I and love this is that. A choice. I know that women sometimes uh, don't know how to manage career and mm-hmm. actually the the baby. But I I I have photo of him. He's three months and he's in the plane going with me in New York, London. Same. 
Moana. I bring my baby with me. I love you a carrier. Work with me. Yeah, That's you know, right. you want to work with me. I come with my baggage, and my baggage is my family, right? So, so oh wait a minute. So I love it. Two things that you just said that really like stand out to me. One, I love the fact that you said, which I feel like is worth repeating, that you are a guide for him, and I love that because I think that that is a very um, beautiful way to parent. And I think you know, I have three children, so I think. Each one of my children, I'm realizing as they get older, they each need something different from me. So my oldest is, she'll listen to what I have to say. If I say something, she'll do it. It's like easy breezy. She understands consequences very, very easily. She knows that part, right? Very wise beyond her age with that. And my eight-year-old, now this one is a little bit more spicy. She's a little bit more like, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna challenge you. I'm gonna like try and, you know, get under your skin. And I always tell my husband, I say, we are guiding her because she is a citizen of the world. She's not ours. She does not belong to us. Let me tell you, this one right here, as soon as she can, she's out. I'm telling you, she is. <laughs> she's out of here. So it's our job to just guide her. And I love the fact that you said that. So that's the first thing. Second thing um, that you mentioned, which I think is really beautiful, is just this idea of traveling with your child and working with your child. And you made a statement right now saying that like, hey, I bring my family with me to work. If you want me, you get us. And so tell yeah. me how that, how, how is that so ingrained in you one, but two, how is that received in different workplaces? That's interesting because I've been working on my pregnancy. I was until like the week before, right? I was yeah. just like, just, I was just still working, going on TV, on TV channels, productions. And this is, studio. this is when, you, this is when you were hosting. This is when you were a yeah. TV host. Okay. So you were I'm working like, pregnant. Um, okay. I'm working pregnant. I don't, I'm not scared of working pregnant. I don't, I don't see any issues that. So I Good think always you. going. And as soon as when I, as I gave birth, mm-hmm. I was already, I'm a very social person. First, mm-hmm. my son is a very social person. So he was, I remember he was one week old and he was just like, we're going to Buddha bar hotels and having a dinner. And I was really be like with my strollers I and love- going to Buddha. And and what's magic with it now is just my son is, I can bring him anywhere. Mm-hmm. Super nice, super social, easy to connect with people, as well super calm. He can sit down, do his thing, work, read, work, like is right. easy. Yeah. So the fact that I was able to bring him with me everywhere made something very precious for his personality today. Mm-hmm. So I really happy about about that choice that I made. And as well, because work is a big part of our life now. It is. You know, it's like yeah, 70% of our life we are working. I am. I, I don't I know, know if everybody Girl, is. I, I am. Look, right? m- look, 90%, well, I don't know what the percentage is, but yes, I can give you, I yes, many of us, you, a lot of us, that is our reality, that we work, whether for enjoyment or necessity, we work 70% because we we either have to or that's what try drives to, us. And I'm yeah. trying to be, I try to be nice on the percentage because I'm like, okay, we have some timing, timing where we sleep. So I'm yeah. just like, maybe, 70%. Yeah, yeah. But, Maybe but a little we more. Working. Yeah, but we're working all the time. So mm. because we're working all the time, I want to be able as well, my balance is as well my family. Yeah. So I want to be able to be there. So my solution was to bring my family all around the world with me. Right. And 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 that was part of the deal. It was like, yes, if you really want a talent and if you really have an expertise, they take you with 
everything that comes with it. And yeah. me, I was very clear about I will do great work. I will be committed to my work, mm -hmm. but I need this balance around me. That's, I think, you know, the, um, which I think is amazing because one, you demanded something, right? And I think it was, it was well-received, which isn't always the case with women. And I think that the, per, the perception or the assumption um, from people who aren't mothers uh, in the workplace is that they're, efficiency level will be decreased. They won't be as focused. They won't be as on top of it. They won't get as much work done if their children or their family is around. And so I think that's an interesting point. And nine years ago, I mean, you're saying that you were doing this in a time when it wasn't normal. Now you can kind of yeah. see it. Now mothers are being integrated and, and motherhood is being integrated into work a little bit more. I've been very lucky to be able to integrate my kids into my work. But nine years ago when my 11 years ago when my daughter was born no way that was not even a thing it was like she stays here we go there like that's that and was as the well thing. you know what i love it's like it what has been very challenging now uh, it's for example i've been building and designing hotels and i did a mm -hmm. hotel called apolline martinique in the french caribbean oh nice and it will come with me on the construction ground and we'll stay as, as we use interior design as I'm doing the decor and we'll be there seeming working. And I want him to understand the value right. of our That's work, right? right? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. as we grow, grow, growing up and we, we don't realize that we are kids are not exposed like we are, we used to expose mm -hmm. and they don't have mm -hmm. these little things that like makes them like, I want to make it, right? Right. Because we are like, I was like, oh, I didn't have this. I want him to have everything that I didn't have, right? That's right. But when it's too easy. That, there you go. There yeah, you so go. Let it, it's too easy, there right? Go. There you so go. So I want to make sure that he sees that everything that we have, it's because we work hard for it, right? That's right. So right. I want him to see. I just want that. Just don't want him to be like, oh, she's doing jewelry now, and yeah. like, oh, there's diamond around yeah. here. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, listen, he's like, this is nice. This is nice. <laughs> you know, but let's talk about that for a little bit, though, because I think that also. And this is why I feel like you're also so fascinating is not only because you come from this melting pot and you have so you you were raised with so many different influences around you. You've really taken that into every facet of work that you've chosen to do. And so I think that's pretty phenomenal and and what a gift, right? So we you started off as TV hosts. Those are these is like the first chapter of life. <laughs> yeah. And then you move into tell me what was next. I think Essence was next in the whole grand scheme of things, but talk to so, me. So so I've been it's I have a very diverse career and I think it's well been magic with what I've been doing because I feel like I have multiple life in the same time. Uh, I've been TV hosting uh, 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 on fashion, on uh, events. I've, I've been a TV hosting in multiple language, French, English, Spanish, uh, uh, for many years. And then I study uh, creative, uh, like creative communication. So I, as well, I start to be the creative director for a big cosmetic company called in Paris, uh, the leading cosmetic company for black hair. And I've been their creative director. So I rebrand this massive uh, line. So every bottle of shampoo that people will see in the, 
in the stores, I will be like the ones that I designed until now. So when I walk sometimes in French, I was like, oh, I designed this. <laughs> like, wow. So I went from designing product, rebranding large media company focused on, on um, the black consumer or actually the curly hair now, mm-hmm. but at the time was focused on the black consumer, but now has a change. And uh, from that, actually, I became uh, uh, the... As a, a chief brand officer of Trace Media, that's a large media conglomerate that uh, have 21 TV channels. I think now wow. they have 28 okay. for about 100 million of TV subscribers. And, wow. uh, and I was in charge of rebranding uh, their full uh, TV channels and radio station and for an acquisition. And I became specialized on making TV channels radios and I how to rebrand them and then I I did the same thing for Essence ah. in the US and actually it was a very interesting timing I I was at the time because it's about it tells you about the choice that you make when you have kids and your work right okay, okay. I was uh I was a chief brand officer of trees at the time globally so I will be like few months in London and in Paris and we have to go to South Africa and we have to go. So because they have TV channels all around the planet. Right. So I will be always all around and I will uh, have my son with me at the time. I think it was through three, right? Okay. And it was, it will come with me and uh, to not stay in a hotel because it's not nice for our kids. Even when you have the babysitter, I will right. always take her as a time at Airbnb. Uh-huh. Like this have a feel like his home, right? Of course, right. Yeah, you have a feel that he's home and even when the babysitter come, she has space. So I will exactly. always take, so we'll change different countries, but I will take her Airbnb, right? Right. But it can be like, because I'm committed to my work, I will be traveling sometimes for six months straight, right? Right. And then come back home. And after, uh, like, after a year and a half or two, uh, like this, one day I came back, we came back home in New York. Okay. Right? Okay. And I put him, we arrived from the airport, I put him to bed, and my son asked me if it was an Airbnb. Oh. <laughs> Just like, that broke you. Okay, one minute. We need to reassess this lifestyle. <laughs> I think because he was in the age start to understand. Like, I was like, okay, we need to reassess his lifestyle. I think we need to sit in New York for a moment. Wow. <laughs> wow. Isn't that wild? That, that like the viewpoint on just, I mean, he gets so much from traveling, but then that because of the Airbnbs. Wow. Wow. So, so I did. So I accepted the position at Essence and I became their chief content and creative officer. They're very first because they never have somebody that will do creative and content in the same time. And it's just been taking a lot of my work and, you know, and COVID changed everything. I've been very sick with COVID and, and put back everything on perspective on what's supposed to be important in life. And I moved from Manhattan to um, here in the Hamptons because that was the best balance of life. Uh, and we're far away from the virus at the time. Sorry, <laughs> 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 Next to the water. Yeah, uh, next to the water because I'm still uh, an island girl and I needed this balance. But yes, when it's come to my career, even if I design now jewelry mm-hmm. and something that 
on and raised from COVID because I decided to focus on something that was about what was precious in my legacy. Right. Let's talk about that, though. Let's talk about the shift. I mean, I think it's personally, I think it's really interesting that you chose to listen to the voice, right? Like your son made a one comment and that shifted kind of your next chapter, your next phase, your next venture, which led on to something else. So, you know, I love that. I love that when you listen to the signs, when you listen to what is around you and the people you love or just the voices that you're you're hearing, that sometimes will direct you into the next chapter of your life. So I think that's phenomenal and profound in itself. But now we're talking about even the next chapter. Now we're in the jewelry phase. Now we're in this you're an entrepreneur. You are no longer working in corporate America. Now you are taking everything into your own hands and everything that you have done for everyone else. Now you are applying to yourself, which is a huge feat in itself. But talk to me about what made you jump from corporate America. Yes, because now you were settled. You were at essence. You were settled. Yeah. You were with your son. You were in a place. He didn't think your home was an Airbnb anymore. He knew it was home. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what now? How did COVID, because you mentioned that, how did COVID take you into the next chapter of becoming an entrepreneur? This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. You know, when you in your bed, right? And you can't breathe, literally. You put like, I was thinking that my life was my work. Mm. right and uh, even if i have family i was thinking that my life was my work mm-hmm. i am what i do right and it it changed everything because you just like okay uh, even if something happening to me tomorrow mm-hmm. their business will continue very tranquilly yeah but uh, what about what my legacy what about my family what about what will like everything that i built for me right mm-hmm. And I decided to create something that will be my own for the first time. Was right? there a was there a moment? Was there something that you saw? Was there like where did the idea come from? Because it's not just a jewelry line. And anybody, anybody who's listening, it anybody who's listening on audio, you'll hear her voice, which is so soothing and it's so relaxing, and her voice is so amazing. But if you're looking at her on video, if you're watching this on video, show them. Moana is literally wearing all of her pieces and it's gorgeous. It is absolutely gorgeous. And the line is named after you, no? Yeah. So, so the line is actually, um, the name of the line is actually a joke from one of my girlfriends. Okay. It's called Man Lou. It's me, Miss Lou. Miss Lou. Uh, yeah, it's Miss Lou. My husband is Mr. Lou, and I'm obviously Miss Lou. Oh, and it's that. called Miss Lou in Creole. And when we used to date, start to date, my girlfriends in Mardik will be calling me Manlo. Like, when it was just the first, first date. And I was just like, oh, stop it. And they would be like, and it stayed. And until now, they're still calling me Manlo when they see me, except that we are uh, 15 years later. <laughs> but uh, so it's actually, you 
supposed to be a joke. And, and this is the story as well about Nolo. It's bath with optimism, right? It was not supposed to be a jewelry brand. I didn't build a brand. What my goal when I started this jewelry line was to actually to preserve and to share the story of my country because we have a long story of jewelry in the French Caribbean that is precious. And I know I was tired of seeing as well the story of the French Caribbean and the Caribbean. You only think about the beach and the rum, right? right. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's the beach and the rum and we have a full culture and we are so rich of so many things. And the best way for me to show this richness of what we have was actually to start with jewelry, to ah. say that we are precious. Mm-hmm. We are oh, precious. precious, precious jewels. I like that. Yes. And and we have a big culture of jewelry since centuries as slaves could not own land, they own jewelry mm-hmm. and they, they will like stack, they will do an art of accumulation of jewelry and wear everything that they have. You see, I'm wearing beads now because um, every important moment of your life, we will give you a bead, right? A birth, uh, a wedding, something important. And this is why you see, for example, all the women in Mardi Gras wearing all the bead necklaces yes. from those stories. So as I was actually uh, going through family photo, I find this postcard about with this woman wearing this big stack of jewelry. And I was just like, I want to search about information a little bit about that. And I could not find. And when I can find, I create. Mm. I was just like, first, I cannot find my own story of my country. We are losing our heritage. Just like, I'm going to do a book and an exhibit about Creole jewelry. I start to collect the pieces. And in the process of collecting the pieces, I, I could not find high quality pieces. So I made them. Mm. And I'm a little bit like that. If I don't find something, I may, I'm making it. It's yeah. like, it's like, Okay, you don't know how to make a cake. A cake. You're like, okay, I'm gonna take the recipe and I'm gonna make it. I so that. I'm. So I was just like, why not jewelry? I design hotels. I design. Uh, I rebrand and design magazine, TV channels, radio station, apps, like used by billions of people. So I just right. like. I was like, I can do jewelry. <laughs> I mean, your creativity has no limits, to be honest yeah. with you. That's what and it feels like. And yeah. you know, and I was feeling a point as well in my career, in my life, that I was not le- I was giving but not learning. And yeah. and and I needed to learn. So now I, this is this is interesting though, Moana, because something just popped with me. This is interesting because you said that you were raised in a very artistic kind of environment how you were raised, how your parents raised, their their philosophy on parenting, very artistic. You said that with your son, it's a little bit different. And so do you feel, how do you bridge that gap between, because let's be honest, right? Like here in the States, artists are celebrated once they are there. But the artist's journey is not always celebrated. I feel like, you know, we come from like a time where if you, our parents think if you're one of the top professions, if you're a doctor, a lawyer, this or that, an architect, a, you know, these things, and that's celebrated. That's major. That's, oh, my God, I'm so proud of you. But you're an artist through and through. Even though you've worked in corporate America, you've you've worked in in television and production, you've worked now in 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 the entrepreneurial space. You're still an artist at heart. So how do you bridge that gap with your son, 
and still give him like that artistic kind of um, viewpoint because it's been so phenomenally important in your life. You know, it's interesting because I think I has always been afraid of my artistic side. You know, I even so wild if, to me. Yeah, no, but you know, it's it's because you see how hard that can be for an artist's life, right? Right, right. Uh, to make it. So I, my approach on art always been through business. And I think it's why I've been always in working on large media companies or large projects because I, I needed to find a creative space that will be actually a stable space in the same time in the creativity. So my approach, even in creativity is always been to how to create a product that will be a mass appeal product. Right? Like, so I will be always like limit my creativity to, to, success i have to do something Uh, because to be successful right yeah not just for the creation of it it has to have another goal got it and it's what's probably going to change right i did it just for purpose right i is that the driving factor was purpose and it's why for my son I think it shifts as well his perspective on what was creative because my son is more business uh, person. Mm-hmm. I remember even like he was three years old and he's come with a drawing and he's like, I'm doing a logo because of <laughs> course, you know, I do branding. So I, yes. like, I, was like, I was like, what's this your logo? It's like, yeah, this is my business. It's a crap company. We'll have crap stores all around the US. I was just like, oh, okay. Uh, I like I this like, business. <laughs> I was just like, okay, I love that. Already thinking licensing because yeah. you will see more the business aspect of creativity mm-hmm. of what, 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 because you will see me working. Mm-hmm. But um, today, actually, we just started to read that yesterday. He asked me to buy a book about gems. Oh, so I, I just bought that. him a, a book that's called Gems for Kids. And because develop a different sense of what is creativity right mm-hmm. it's just like is curious of exploring what it I can do right yeah yeah and uh, so i think it changes notion as well around creativity mm-hmm. i think my son is a mix of creativity business i think now i mean i uh, i personally <laughs> think that's the best mix to be you know <laughs> right? i i think i'm a little bit of a mix of that the creativity and the business and i i i want to instill that in my children so as i ask these questions i always ask from a place of like learning as well and for the audience too to learn and kind of like hear how you do it because i personally think that creativity and business is such a beautiful mix and when you can um when you can really fine tune both of them together which i feel like you have done then i feel like it, the world is really your oyster because but you I have really yeah i so really try to not influence uh, his choice in general yeah, right course. because i want him to you know i've seen so many um i'm a virgo so i don't know if it makes sense but i'm a good observer right yes I'm, you are I'm like, okay, I'm analyzing, taking in, and will not speak right away, but I will just really observe what's happening. Right. And uh, I want just him to, I'm making sure that I'm not influencing 
right. what's been my dreams mm-hmm. into his dreams, right? That's so, good. Yeah, that's because important. I know a lot of parents are projecting, right? You're right uh, of what they can be. So I just try to understand what do you like, what's your passion. You need a passion, so that like just making sure that okay, explore, explore to know what you like and what you don't like, right? That's to right. be able to make a choice later for you. Yeah. Uh, so I really trying to not even influence is creative it's like if you're a mad person it's okay i'm like i'm yeah. like okay you're yeah. like do your math and i'm like i'm fine oh, so, I, oh. but uh it's actually a mix of both that's what makes me very happy yeah uh, and uh i just want him to continue to explore until he can and uh and then to dr- be dri- driving by patient i think passion change your perspective because to be honest i've been working most of my life but i don't feel that i've been working yeah uh, because it was a passion and uh i don't know what to do <laughs> it's, yeah. just like, no, it's so true i mean do you feel like there has been a difference in how you operate now as a mother and uh, from corporate America to being an entrepreneur? Like, do you feel like the reason why I ask is because there's a lot of women who are mothers who are in corporate America and who have ever, who have either felt, um, discriminated against from a a labor wage kind of uh, situation, from just a leadership role situation, from um, uh, roles, responsibilities, whatever it is, right? Just from an equity standpoint. And now that you are your own business owner, now that you are an entrepreneur, uh, do you feel like there's a difference like how you operate, even in terms of like schedule or whatever, as a mother? Yes, because I... um... First, I always had, even in corporate America and global corporate companies, right? I always had this approach of entrepreneur, mm-hmm. meaning that even it's not my business, but I will make sure that the business runs like it's on my own. You would right? treat so it I, like that. Yeah. Yes. So it's a spirit, right? I think mm-hmm. to be an entrepreneur is as well a spirit of way of working. Right. Because even when I, for my pleasure, right, I'll go to an event and I see the weather is bad, like today, the weather is catastrophic in, in East Coast. Yeah. And I will be like, it's not my event, but I will be like, what they should do? I think they should cover this and maybe try. So I will always think as it was like, it's, a problematic for myself. I was like, okay, as this is solutions, if they, if yeah. only ask, if they ask, right. I was like, I didn't think about solutions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's an approach that I globally have on it. What changed is now that I actually fully manage my schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm making sure that I have those moments to be present right. for him. Right. So even if I work hard, there's very specific moments that I know that are important and I will be present. Uh, I love that. Yeah. yeah I love that. Like to yeah. build, you know, and, and he will tell me. Yeah. Yeah. He, he will. He, and kids telling you. They sure summer, do. Uh, this summer we, we, I did something quite amazing. Uh, we did our very first event for my jewelry brand in the Hamptons with Google shop. Oh, this nice. is amazing. Congratulations. You know, are, yes. This is like a two years old brand and the own, all the other brands that were doing events in the Hamptons are Tots, Hermes, like, mm. uh, it's like Valentino, like all right. Chanel, right? right? And it was like, right. and here, legacy brands. Oh, 
and yeah. here's Malu coming to the hands. So, uh, but he had had to work hard, mm-hmm. really hard. And he told me at some point during the summer, I sat down next to him and we were like reading a book and he was just like, oh, this is the first time that we're spending time this summer together. And I was just like, ooh, word. Wow. wow. <laughs> I was there. This is not true. I was there all along, right? Because I, I, I was isn't it, there. Isn't it crazy what they remember and what they don't though? What, what becomes a core memory for them? And you're <laughs> and like, hold like, up. Like, I yeah. was there every day. I was there every day next to him. But the level of attention is different because I will be like on my phone working and things like I would be, yes, it's dinner, but I'm dinner texting, dinner texting. So I was just like, oh my God, perception of kids are, it's just amazing. I was just like, nope. And I asked, I was like, okay, because it's going to be a memory of yours. This is not true. That's right. That's you. Moana, I do the same thing. I'm like, hold on. Let me get this straight in your head now before 10 years from now, you try and bring this back up as a thing. I'm like, Mm-mm, no, not today. No, not, not today. Yeah, not yes, today. So I just like, yeah. So I just making sure, but yes, I'm making sure that in the important moment I'm here. Mm-hmm. listening you know and uh listening but i have to say i'm fortunate to have a great partner my husband is uh is um is really good with kids because he ha- is a is a heart surgeon pediatric heart surgeon oh yeah so he's always been about kids all his life so he's good as well so we have a good balance and understand me the freedom that I need to work, right? That's right. So we That's balance right. this and we good partners like, okay, you're doing breakfast. I'm doing the dinner part. You know, like we just shared. I was like, and that worked well. Yeah. That's a good tip in, in itself though. Yeah. Because you've been yeah. married for, you know, or you've been together for, I'm sure, a long time. And so even just Ten having, years, yeah, yeah, see, same, same. So we're like, yeah, yeah, around that same time. So it's like, you know, having that partnership is what do you feel like has been the key to developing um, that understanding with each other, you and your partner, your husband? First, to understand that that would not be a typical mom, right? Uh, I think that you have different type of uh, motherhood uh, way to be a mom, right? I was very scared at the beginning because I felt that uh, I didn't have this motherhood thing in me, right? I was just such a a higher-focused person. So I was just like, oh my God, kids, what are they going to (laughs) do? Really? So did you, did you think that you would just never have kids or is it just something you just didn't, if it happened, great. If it didn't, that's fine too. Yeah. I was just like, if it happened, it's fine. Uh, But uh, you know, we, in the French Caribbean and in the Caribbean in general, we are a really, uh, we love to be in community, right? So we have a big family hood thing. So I will never be really alone and you will have like, my nephews and stuff so you're like you will have kids so you don't feel i don't i didn't feel that i need kids because i have like kids around and it was fine i love that though i mean i I guess i love the freeing the freeing nature of that statement because i think that especially nowadays with women having children later on in life and focusing on career first and then having kids a little bit later um, you know, a lot of my friends who haven't had kids yet a lot of their fear is always 
I'm afraid to be alone. I'm not going to, I'm not going to meet that person. I need, I, like, when am I going to have kids? Like just afraid, afraid, afraid. It's like operating out of fear, fear, fear. And you're like, I was free. Kids were going to be around regardless <laughs> if I had mine, if I, you know, it, I love yeah. that's. I think that's what coming from that type of community. I think that's the advantage it gives you. It gives you this kind of level of like, yeah, I got that. it's fine. Same time. And I did take the time. I um, I think I was about 35 when I was five, like at my son, 33, 35. So I was, I was, uh, I did take the time. I was just like, I was not in a rush. I was just like, listen, we married. Let's just enjoy the wedding part. Let's travel the world, do our things before to get into something that is a commitment. And before to arrive to this level of commitment, I had a dog. <laughs> did, like, you, did you feel like that part, that part right there, traveling the world with him first, living life with him first, without children, experiencing things first without children helped? Because once the kid came, now you, once your child you came You remove now, a lot of the frustration. You know, I yeah. feel sometimes in relationship, people feel like have the fear of missing out, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when you actually did all the things, the travel, the things, so you know who you are together. You That's know? right. You don't, that you don't have this question anymore. So it did help a lot, right? And and I know I knew as well because you you like I'm not the same woman that I was when I was 30 years old, and um, and it's okay, right? And and as well, my perception of motherhood at the time did evolve a lot. And, and it's okay. And I'm okay to be different, right? And uh, I think I came in a place of peace about um, what is motherhood today, right? Because I just do it as intrinsically I feel what's right. And I it's not about what people say. <laughs> it's just about, I was like, okay, this is our values. This is what's important. This is what's not important. Uh, and um, and uh, And that's it. And uh, it changed everything. I think it's what basically you're searching as an entrepreneur and as a mom and as a person in life, right? It's just try to find this level of peace of mind about you. It's a journey. They're going to have up and down or you know that it's going to be part of the journey. I just learn from my mistake and evolve and, and that's it. I love, I love that. And I think that's a great way to, to kind of like slow it down. But I love that because it is intrinsically who you are. You mother who you are intrinsically. And that can change. The mother you were when he was a baby is not the same mother you are now as a nine-year-old, right? Not having a nine-year-old child. And I love that. I love the evolution and the allowing yourself to evolve. And I think that's what we as women, and especially as mothers, have to remind ourselves. Allow ourselves to evolve because it will change and that's okay to be different. Like, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even yeah. him as a boy, my son changed so much, right? And uh, uh, because of it's a journey, right? I've seen the impact of COVID on his personality as well. So, you know, you sometimes there, you make everything to protect your kids. And sometimes there's traumas that comes at unexpected ways, right? And for example, COVID was very different on kids. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, on that was on us, right? First, mm -hmm. I discovered that I was not a good teacher. I'm like <laughs> <Yes>. everybody. <laughs> same, 
I was just like, okay. Everybody has their own talent. I was thinking I can do everything in my life. This I yeah. cannot do. I you know, have a level of respect for teachers. <laughs> yes. Listen, you know what I, you know I, what I also realized? <laughs> I realized that I wasn't a great teacher on a daily basis to three children. But I also realized that I did not have the skill set, the patience, or the the like strength to be a stay-at-home mom. Uh, I was yeah. like, I was like, I can't do it. I will never, I cannot homeschool. And I have friends who like homeschool, stay at home moms, they homeschool. And they're amazing. Like they're the hardest working women I know. The way they're able to juggle and like foresee things and teach. I said, I ain't got it. <laughs> it's everybody has their own talents. This I'm telling you, not, this was not mine this, either. <laughs> this was not mine. So, you know, so you have to give this perfect, try to give this perfect life to kids and something like, COVID will happen and yeah. just messed up all your plan. And it's <laughs> like, okay. So it's like, how I can make sure that now we feel safe. And yeah. now that it's like, so uh, there are things that you cannot control. So it's why I'm saying it's just like to make sure that I got him. It's like, okay, you know, we are there. Swim, we are sink. There. We're here. That's right. Swim, sink, survive. We are here. Survive. So it's just you that. And this is also why we moved from the city and we're still there. For example, uh, as a business person, you know, I mean, the, I live in the Hamptons uh, and and it's because of him, right? As well that we didn't come back to the city because he loved it here. And uh, he have made friends and a great sense of community here. And, and it's, it's very precious. So yes, it's impact as well your business life because... Um, I will go to the city to do all my meetings and come back because I he need to be staying here because it's what's good for him. And so uh, I think that being a mom is stop being selfish. That's right. The selfless, this, you know, I, I, is it selflessness or selfless? I really have to look this up. But like, yes, being selfless. You probably mean, you know better I mean, because okay. I'm French. So the exact word, I will not be sure. What it, What is it in French? What is the word yeah. in French? What egoist. Is it? It's egoist. a yeah, so egoist. It's mean like, yeah, it's not being selfish because you don't egoist. think about you first. Yeah. They are well, yeah, they are like that's that should also be the exact word for mother. I'm saying it should be because all mothers are so okay. Let's it. I have one thing for you though. This is this is the one thing that is on my mind. This is how we're gonna end this. And I can't wait to hear what you have to say because this is going to blow my mind. No matter what you say, it's going to be good. And I just know it. With all the influence between you and husband, where you're both from, cultures, what does dinner look like in your house? Oh my God. First. <laughs> so first, you need to understand that my husband is an amazing cook. Ooh, lucky, lucky lady. And second... That I, when I met my husband, I was very clear about the fact that I'm not cooking. <laughs> <laughs> so already every dinner, lunch, and everything is actually made by my husband, and I'm not it. cooking too much. What's your What's your favorite dish that your husband makes? Oh my! You know my husband. So even if it's Chinese, he's uh-huh. doing amazing Caribbean food. Oh, so uh, he will make like so from the uh, jerk chicken mm. to the 
the banana, the plant, the you say plantain? plantain? Yes, yeah, you say plantain. plantain. Uh-huh. Yes, so the plantain, uh, the fried plantain, oh. and the, everything, the rice and beans that we oh. do, it will do for me. Wow. So I'm very very lucky. So the the dinner is a important moment for us we always try to have our dinner together mm-hmm. and uh Zia is the one making the food i'm actually not it. doing this and i love uh, it i like, love it you know it's like uh, you have to make choice i was like i have to cook or you're like oh, that's be, right uh, better so yeah. i was like those 20 minutes you got this count. listen you got this you go ahead do the cooking and you get this there you go <laughs> I'm like, not... those 20 minutes is like you have to make a choice so that's like, right that's right. I am not mad at it. Well, I'm coming over for dinner the next time that I'm in New York and I'm not taking, I'm not taking no for an answer. I'll come up and we're going to eat all the Caribbean food cooked by your husband. And it's like, yes, but I will be the one doing the hostess. I was like, everybody, it's why I was like, it's how we share the rules. And I was like, I'm the good hostess and he's the good cook. And it's like, I will take care of the things. This house looks amazing and smells good. You need both. You need both. You need both. One without the other is lacking. So I'll take it. I'll take both of them. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Moana. Thank you so much. Congratulations on all your success. And I just cannot wait to continue to watch your star soar. And I can't wait to actually meet you in person because I know I'm going to give you the biggest hug. And thank you so much for me for being able to share my stories because I think um, entrepreneurship is mother and motherhood are two things that sometimes people see are not compatible. And actually, it's important to inspire people to not be afraid to actually make a change in their life and take control by being entrepreneurs. I totally agree. I couldn't agree anymore. I'll see you soon. Thank you. All right, Cool Mom Crew, I'm Lizzie Mathis, and you've been listening to this week's episode of the Cool Mom Code podcast with the one and only Moana Lou. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.